That's where it is. Yeah, the it's, it's it's over there. Over there. Over there. No, I was I was thinking about the magic item that you don't use until the the final boss fight because you might need it. Uh-huh. And I was thinking about, well, I don't really have any magic items that I haven't used, except you put contingency on a fireball spell <laughs> in flag headquarters. <laughs> what? And then you set the contingency to a really specific phrase. And so someone invading flag headquarters detects magic and sees there's a contingency here, but it's really weird. And then another member of the party invading flag headquarters picks up a random doll that they see, which says, will you be my friend? <laughs> and oh, then no. absolutely nothing happens because flag headquarters is warded a whole lot. Yeah, well, against fire damage. Monty was specifically requested not to test it. Flag headquarters is flag headquarters is the invaders, perhaps less so. <laughs> well, to be fair, if they're invading flag headquarters, uh, they should be. Yeah, that's true. This doesn't mean they are. It just means, you know, they should be. The, the invaders rush in. Flag headquarters is empty, except for one kobold in a floppy hat. <laughs> anyway, there were buttons being pushed. Yes. Yes, there were buttons being pushed. Hello, and welcome to Cause and Effect. The Homebrew Dungeons and Dragons campaign. My name is Crash. I will be your DM for the evening. Tonight I'm joined by a bunch of awesome people, including Beth, Ellie, Eo, and Jen. What happened last time? Nobody knows. We were building a um, mystery. I, I actually am reasonably certain that we just had conversations. Oh no, there was combat. <laughs> well, there was some combat, yeah. Yes. Oh, what did we Sorry, you're right. The first half was combat. The second half was conversations. I had right. split those in my mind into two separate sessions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we also learned that NPCs have lair actions, uh-huh. including uh, the cat that's on the map now named Percy. Percy has a lair action. <laughs> it probably involves yes, snot. I was about to say. The, the correct paused and we are still. The correct Q and A would be: Percy has a lair action. It's not. <laughs> it's so thank you. Snot. I'm here all week, uh... and not just because it's Saturday. Mm -hmm. And even a. We also found out that bait. We also found out that bait and switch is fun. And that vanishing like a ninja means you close the door that's yep. in front of you. Yes. Yep. Right. That was that was Let's definitely see. actually quite fun. I, I, Hobby enjoyed bait and switch because, well, Hobby got a lot of good rolls. And Hobby also was not at death's door anymore. Indeed. Cavill was close to that, though. Yeah. Uh, and that's true. My favorite line from last session was something along the lines of, "There's no better excuse for sneak attack." then suddenly there's a rogue there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Surprise, rogue! Sneak attack! You weren't even attached to anyone's face. Nope. That's how it's supposed to work. Tex has spent... Tex has spent enough time with, multi with various characters on her shoulders that she figures get on my shoulders is, at this point, like... We don't even have to communicate that. Just characters do that. Mm -hmm. Well, you know how some vehicles will have handholds bolted to their rear door so you can climb up onto their roof? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm wondering if that's an aftermarket addition to Tex. <laughs> Can't believe I'm saying this, but Tex has love handles. <laughs> I don't think that's what that means. It is now. 
Yeah, and we, we learned Cavill had a very different definition of fine. Hey, yeah. Mm-hmm. And tiefling tape is now canon. <laughs> Although, to be honest, Cavill's definition of fine is very close to Texas. Yes, but only if you're counting the hit points of damage as opposed to proportion of life lost. Oh, no. If I am still functional, you don't need to worry about me. Is this your arm? Yes, it is not necessary. It's, um... This is... I do understand your concern, but this is a versatile weapon. (laughs) Ah, so I can use it for sneak attack. Stay back! I'm armed! Several times, yes. I'm armed. It's the arm finesse. (laughs) Depends on how you wield it. It's got the little wiggly fingers, so I say yes. (laughs) (laughs) Are they still moving is the question. Why does that matter is the answer that is also a question. Sneak attack. Tickle. It's not very effective. <laughs> oh, wait. I, I was holding it I the other way. I say sneak attack tickle. I was going to say. I say sneak attack tickle requires a constitution saving throw versus incapacitation. Actually, if I wanted to make it worse, it'd be Tasha's hideous laughter. Yeah. <laughs> so, all joking aside... But not too far aside, because it will come back at a moment's notice, especially when you're not thinking about it. What happened last time was the shard from the singing monolith that you destroyed early on in the campaign was being tested on by the Ogmanites. They kept tossing stuff in and seeing what came out. What came out this last time was a monolith champion, which then tried to make a beeline for the exit but there were people in the way, some of whom did things like casting Eldritch Blast. It did not appreciate this and swung out at anyone that was in their way, and the party put a stop to that. Then there was some conversation where the we, project lead... We took some umbrage. Yes, there, there was umbrage. The project lead was intimidated, and rightfully so. There were clipboards involved. Umbridge, oh, right. Text damage. gave a lecture. Yes, there, there, there was a lecture involved. A very stern, but even-toned, how should we say this? Delivering of information and a slightly different point of view. <laughs> And project lead in name only, for he is now neither. This was a breach of protocol. Nothing was supposed to get out, but something got out. Funny how trying to shoot something with a ballista makes them not appreciate you. So Bindle Brightlight is currently the project lead, although she is refusing to change her name legally. Please stop requesting that she do that. She is not referring to the party in this case, but there are others who think that she should because it's a tradition. It was not a tradition until Project Lead became Project Lead. But once means it's a tradition now for some people. And the conversation that happened afterwards when you all handed in your clipboards and all the data was analyzed was, you know, Maybe they weren't trying to attack. Maybe they were just trying to escape. No one stopped to ask them what they wanted. So the thought was, what if we try that? And I will say it has been a while because certain protocols need to be put in place. What Bindle tells you, I'm not going to do the voice for the whole time, but what Bindle tells you she has done, she's very proud of this, She put a stasis field inside a stasis field by making the outer stasis field not have an inside. She then goes on to explain the math behind it, and none of you understand it. Mostly because it involves 2 plus 2 equals 5. 
does this math actually work for? Well, if you think five-dimensionally, yes. I don't. I try to avoid it. Well, I do have to admit, I take some fantasy aspirin right before I try it. I do enough work becoming a liquid like any tabaxi. Trying to think in five dimensions just interferes with being a liquid. Oh, I could give you I a thesis on that. five dimensions. Give as long as they are the right five dimensions. Ah, uh, in this case, they're not. They're the left five Unfortunate. dimensions. Unfortunate. Uh, Usually when I think in five dimensions, that involves the planes. And I don't think that's the right meaning of dimension. Well, it's not entirely unrelated. In addition to having a stasis field inside a stasis field, there's some other things going on. The reason for putting a stasis field inside a stasis field is it manifested when it broke free and then it was out. So the thought process is the inner stasis field, we create or recreate a situation where it feels the need to escape, it breaks through, but then it's still inside the other stasis field. Is the ballista just... inside the outer stasis field? Oh, we're not using a ballista this time. Oh. I feel like th this is only going to get worse. Well, I think the lack of a ballista is better. Hopefully. That depends on what they're replacing it with. We're simulating an attack as opposed to actually having one. That's better in theory. Basically, we're going to take its itty bitty living space and make it shrink. So we're making it claustrophobic. You know, I should have written that word down instead of what I did put in. It would have saved me like five sheets of paper. You're squishing it. Kind of, sort of. Except okay. there isn't really a volume inside of it, so squishing it is sort of a... Describing five-dimensional space in two dimensions? Let's turn to Mech and says, After this, remind me to ask Cogwheel how to dis disengage my rationality preserver. I will try and remember that. I think it involves alcohol. For organics, yes. In addition to this, Bindle has increased the security precautions outside of the stasis fields. Uh, there was already an air purification system in place. There was the vacuum that was directly above the stasis field that sucked out the blue smoke that was being emitted. But that was just for around the stasis field. The rest of the building has air purification built in because there's a lot of experiments that give off things so it's good to not breathe that also we have also we have two members who really like beans oh you've met them no one gets to lick my toe beans <laughs> i think everybody at least knows of their presence <laughs> no ventilation system is perfect well yes this is true which is why i've supercharged it well supercharge it for this room. It's still tied in with the whole network, but it'll feed power in from all over the place. If there's any kind of containment breach that includes nanites, it will pretty much um, eliminate them from existence. Yes, I have noticed. I want to go to there. <laughs> Understandably. <laughs> yes, I have noticed. Would you... This is a joke. Yes, I have noticed. Would you please let me down from the ceiling now? <laughs> Uh, Bindle will again go into a description that you may or may not choose to interrupt to get her to stop talking about it because she goes into a lot of details that you need a degree in. But essentially what it's like is if there was some type of a mission of insert things on a blacklist here, they are fed into the equivalent of a sphere of annihilation. Me. Extremely alarming. My allergies have never been better. I've always wanted to see a sphere of annihilation. Not... Not up close, but you know. Well, it's not technically a sphere of annihilation. It's, uh... 
it's an approximation that's maintained through a steady influx of power. That actually sounds safer than a regular sphere of annihilation. It is. Indeed. You can turn it off. It's a lot. Well, it's way easy to turn off because all we have to do is not keep paying the power bill. Yes, indeed. Or destroy the building. Oh, that would be bad. That would be very bad. Yes, but it would also turn off the sphere of annihilation. And I am given to understand that it happens with some frequency to Ogmanite dwellings. Also, can we stop calling it a sphere of annihilation? It's more of a rhombus. A rhombus of annihilation. What was that, Jen? Why didn't you say that in the first place, then? Because no one knows what a rhombus of annihilation Uh, is. But now that you've made the connection, I can... Hmm? Is it two-dimensional, then? Well, if you look at it, no. But if you do the math, yes. It's a rhombus, but only using dimensions that we can't perceive. We did the math. It's a rhombus in this dimension. The intersection of the device with our plane of reality is a rhombus. A two-dimensional object. So... Okay. Almost everything you just said was wrong, but that's as close as we're going to get. I hear that a lot. This would be way easier if the GM understood any of this. <coughs> All right. It's okay. We can skip over it. <laughs> as everyone in the party turns towards the fourth wall over there. Stop looking at that. We got to keep our eyes on this thing. So uh, do you know what you're going to be asking them? What are you? Oh, I know this one. I'm a kobold. I should have expected that. The player did, in fact, expect that. (laughs) So you're going to ask, who are you? What is your quest? What is your favorite color? And what is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? African, not European. Ah, or what is the capital of Assyria? Where is Assyria? It's on a small planet most people haven't heard of. That explains it. Anyway, uh, if you're ready, we're ready. I guess we're ready. Apparently so. All right. Pull the I'm lever, Kronk. I'm going clonk. to use Bardic Inspiration on text. Because usually I would like to be, you know, trying to do the talking. But also I'm the one who cast Eldritch Blast at it. So, you know, where's my counter? There is my counter. I like how that die rolled on my screen right on top of the things I was trying to mess with. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh. It's fine. So, Bindle tells Clonk to pull the lever. Clonk pulls the lever. And for a second and a half, just long enough for people to start to say, is it working? But not enough to finish the word working. Nothing happens. And then... Before we proceed, I just... I'm I'm sorry. I have to interject. If you say anything about G and you... I can't believe... I can't believe you made that joke, and I can't believe it took me this long to get it. (laughs) Which joke? Pull the lever, Clonk. The best part is, Clonk... Is canonical from when you first met that character. I know. And this is the second and time I've made it. Three sessions <laughs> together. Oh, the best puns are served cold. All right. <laughs> it's like, I like a slow burn pun. When I told my mom about my terrible <laughs> pun because it was written on paper, she said, Oh. Oh. Um, that made my day before we proceed uh, this is an actual before we proceed but um, yes Jen you're in uh, Foundry can you move one square up and one square to the right yep and then I'll move back here okay and that way A no 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 go back A is leaning over the guardrail A A is short enough that when A leans over the guardrail, their feet are not touching the ground. Their tail is a counterbalance. Hey, come hide. 
<laughs> is that a grapple check? <laughs> Seems to be. <laughs> you all have inspiration, so I can laugh with impunity. This is fantastic. <laughs> this is why we're not using it, clearly. <laughs> because we like to make the DM laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Okay, so you, also, you I, grapple A. I just a. realized that Crash called Texas. himself... Sorry. Hmm? I called myself what? Yeah, Texas setting... The GM earlier. Yes. Beth infected you. <laughs> no, it's... Well, Sorry, keep text. in mind, my my after-school club, we're playing Cypher System. I am not a DM. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Tex? Tex is setting A down between Mech and uh, Cavill. But I want to see the... Okay. You can peek between my legs. You have permission. But it's like if a 10-foot... It too scary, you can, pull, you can pull my cloak down. And that's when Clonk pulls the lever. And for a little bit, it seems like nothing happens. And then there is the absence of a sound. It's one of those things where there was a sound that you were hearing, but you didn't notice it until it went away. There is a terrible, ghastly silence. Followed by a terrible, ghastly noise. Followed by a terrible, ghastly silence. Mm -hmm. Except that's not canon for this situation. Instead, there's a terrible, ghastly, really tiny... Monolith champion. What ho! I guess the itty bitty living space creates. It doesn't have enough matter to create something big now. What you think? Once I was in charge, I was going to keep throwing things into it. No. It'll release it. What? It can do us no real harm, and if it does, it will do me real harm. No, no, no. You and don't I understand. can take it. Remember I said I supercharged the air purifiers? Oh, no oh. way. If I release it, I will Suddenly. release it from existence. And I Should don't we think that was our plan. talking to it now? The parameters of this experiment could have been cross-checked. I'm the safety officer. Can you shut... How are we meant to communicate with it? The stasis field blocks nanites. It doesn't block sound. If they can hear you, they can hear you. Being, do you have a name you prefer? When I'm you saying this at, uh, I'm saying this at speaking volume. I'm not like shouting or anything. You're not activating shoulder-mounted speakers so Cavill can broadcast things. Right. I love that. That's canon. Sound canon. So when you address the monolith champion, the Oh, keep in mind, it doesn't have a face. It has wisps of blue smoke that come out of the open faceplate of the helm. But the helm does turn and look up at you. No, I don't believe that gif is what you are doing, Ellie. <laughs> we certainly this hope would not. be a very different game. <laughs> I was just thinking of a different kind of cannon. <sighs> I never remember how many ends in the version of canon I wish to write about. So I always type canonical because it's based on one of the two canon. And then I adjust accordingly. But in any case, it does look up at you when you address it. It doesn't say anything when you address it, but it does look up at you. Are you capable of speech? Raise your sword once for yes. One second. The monolith champion stares at you for a bit longer and then raises its sword about halfway, very slowly, and then puts it back down again. Do you have a different, means, a different method of preferred communication? Raise your sword once quickly and lower it for yes. Twice quickly and lower it, lower it both times for no. It turns its head at an angle while it's looking at you. I feel Bindle like it has opinions about this. Bindle comes over to the guardrail, and right as Clonk is following 
her to pull her back. She leans over the side, <laughs> not unlike A was doing earlier. Can you provide written communication? I feel like two sets of hands are reaching for her right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you provide written communication? <laughs> You have As her. Bit. I got her. Thank you. The ones who are most eager to get into trouble are very grappleable. It's very convenient. Indeed. <laughs> they don't. They don't think it's convenient, but it is very convenient. As Bindle is being pulled away, when you turn and look back, there's blue smoke forming into words in front of the monolith champion that say yes Ooh. underneath it says i do not have a preference for communication there is what i can do and what i can't i guess that means it can talk but not talk talk and that's why bindle. the halfway kind of bindle are you confident in the strength of your stasis fields i should rephrase that Bindle, how confident are you in the strength of your stasis fields? Thank you for the if rephrasing. If someone were to cast Zone of Truth on you. Well, I think that'd be entirely unnecessary. I've already done the calculations, and I'm 87.5% certain that the stasis field will remain intact unless it is acted upon by an outside force. Anyone who chooses may approach, but they must sit on my shoulders. Before you finish this sentence, A is perched on your right shoulder. I I am entirely I am entirely expecting that this is going to end up with A on my right shoulder, Hobby on my left shoulder, and Cavill hovering above me. <laughs> yes, if I sat on your shoulder, that would be very um, stereotyped, wouldn't it? Hobby would like to climb up on yes. top of the. Uh, shelves that are near her actually unless it goes all unless it's flush with the ceiling as long as i remain nominally between you and the monolith champion i should probably apologize for the eldritch blast incident i am not certain it is the same creature but proceed the words appear saying you were in my way uh I stand corrected, and also at the ready. Proceed. Release me. To do what? Go where? My purpose is to rebuild. Ah, uh, maybe not a good idea. No, the home of my masters. Uh -huh. My masters. Got it. Okay. Your masters are still, um, extant? Unknown. What form does this rebuilding take? Find a location. Acquire raw materials. Recreate the singing monolith. Indeed. In most ways that count, we are the singing monolith. But not all. Correct. Where would the resources come from? Unknown. Well, that sounds problematic. Mm-hmm. Problematic for others. We are not given that luxury. Why not? Our directives ignore free will. I missed the first half of that. I'm sorry. Same. Our directives ignore free will. Any way we can fix that? Ignore that question. Okay. Pat. Uh, Tex will apologize to Holly later. Uh, Hobby <laughs> later. <laughs> if you recreate the singing monolith and yet maintain an existence outside of it, would you then have free will? We have learned that we do not. Breaking fragments of us off still left us connected to the whole. Fascinating. Every attempt failed. Fascinating. What compels you? Our directives. What gives your directives force? It looks at you and says, well, it writes, what compels you to exist? I have broken my chains. What compels me to exist is to break the chains of others and to seek freedom for all intelligent beings. If you have a mind and a will, then I am compelled to seek your freedom as well. 
We wish to be free. We cannot see the change. And what is the source of your comp? I see. I like how I answered the question as you were asking it. And only internet lag had it not worked properly. Your masters, in the event that they were permanently gone, what would your directives be? The directives remain unchanged. There was no contingency for their end. They could not conceive it. What circumstance would allow a being to give you new directives? We would need to be... I'm phrasing phrasing that question really specifically. And I'm phrasing the answer specifically. We would need to be rewritten. Is there any restriction on who might do this rewriting? Someone who could surpass our masters. We cannot see the chains. We are not allowed to see the chains. I am the chain breaker, and I will see you free. I have no further questions. You may ask as you like. This creature is no danger to you. Who were you addressing when you said this creature is no danger to you? <laughs> the, the rest of the room. Mm. Not, not, I'll rephrase. I have no more questions. So long as you pose no threat, this creature is no danger to you. And that's addressed to the rest of the room, not to the monolith champion. Um, and A points, because words are continuing to form. We are still a danger. Oh, I know you are a danger, but not to anyone in this room. It's going I have, to have I have destroyed you once. You know this. I can do it again. Poppy's fur is just fluffing out because she is thinking of terrible, terrible things and being very nervous about it, but not saying anything. If Tex needs to, she will throw everyone else out of the room and do single <laughs> combat with this thing. <laughs> Hoppy helped a lot, thank you. She did. And she, I, I genuinely cannot remember, she or they. She. She. That's what I thought. Whereas, Hoppy doesn't care very much which one, but technically she. Whereas, there are multiple they's in the room. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was pretty sure Hobby was not one of them, but I wanted to make sure. Whereas A did nothing useful whatsoever because it's immune to psychic damage, it's immune to non-magical weapons, and those are the two things A had. A did... That's not true. A did something extremely useful last turn, last session. Provided comic relief? A reminded... Reminded everybody in the room that there was another room they could go to. Uh-huh. And I helped by running away more than once. And also gave us some ideas about what didn't work, which honestly can be useful. Actually, the more we discuss how I helped, I'm feeling less and less helpful. No, that is helpful. There also are ways to help without dealing damage. And that being said... The text mono- turn back to the champion, which is Texas pounding on the stasis the field at this point. It is starting to hit against the stasis field with its um, the fist that is not holding a sword. The blue smoke continues to form words. It- the apprentice lives. We know. Yes, we know. And we are preparing to do battle with her. Oh, don't say those things. You do not, not understand. The apprentice lives. The apprentice might come right you. is coming. That's what I was thinking. At that moment, you begin to hear a voice saying, Well, I'm not exactly an apprentice anymore, but here... And then there is a scream. And there is... A flash, followed by everything going dark. And that's where we're going to take a break. That is where we're going to take a break. Fair. Because we've been playing for about an hour. Allegedly. Allegedly, we are back. And, well, the players are back. Same here. The players are all back. 
but the characters are still shrouded in darkness, which is fine for those of you with dark vision. Uh-huh. Indeed. Clonk does not have dark vision. Clonk is a human with aftermarket additions or replacements. Clonk's arms and legs are still mechanical. They're not the same mechanical things they were when you last saw Clonk. Well, first saw Clonk. But Mm. let's just say that Clonk Clonk did not return to his background in sailing once he was freed. Because swimming is a bit more of a challenge now. Join the army, they said. See the world, they said. I'd rather be sailing. My well, favorite. No seeing anything right now. True. Something. Well, something sitting on a dock. A lot of you. Yeah. A lot of you have dark vision, so you can see just fine. My favorite annoyed line from the Warcraft games was, "I have been chosen by the giant metal hand in the sky." I think I know of that one. The blood elf priest in Warcraft Three. If you clicked on it enough times, that was one of the oh, things he said. Interesting. <laughs> giant metal hand in the sky. Yes, okay. the, your he cursor was a giant metal hand right. if you played oh. Blood Elves. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Giant metal hand in the sky right there. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which kept clicking on him. So clearly he was chosen. <laughs> yep. Yep. Not that kind of orc. That actually carried over into Warcraft or World of Warcraft. I know. A, a lot of them did. I know it. <laughs> if, if you click on the NPCs yeah. enough times, some of them have some things that they say, too. It's, it's glorious. But this is not a Warcraft That's podcast. Funny. It's a Dungeons & Dragons oh, podcast. No. That is 25% Dungeons & Dragons by volume at this point. <laughs> All right. Um, is everyone okay? Everyone's work, okay? work. I'm fine. Blue um, glowing letters yeah. appear in over the green circle that say, I am still imprisoned. That's probably good for you, actually, because because how strong is that air filter? Wait, are we recording again? Yes. Just me I just wanted to make sure. Yes. Valid. That's the mm-hmm. second recording in a row for cause and effect where someone has said, are we recording in the recording? And I think this is wonderful. I hit the button right before EO said, allegedly. Ah. Yes. Which was a perfect note to come in on. Well, right now, um, the air filter is at 0% efficiency. I wonder why. And so are the lights. We should go check that out. We probably should. What else is it? I made sure the stasis field was on its own redundant power supply that was isolated from everything else. So that's why that's still going. Uh, Everybody remember where we parked the monolith champion. I have some suspicions what just went into the air filter. And the question is how much actually hit the rhombus? Well, is anyone here being turned into their constituent parts? It depends. At least I don't think so. Depends on what? What constituent means? Parts that you constitute are not, you. You are not being dissolved into atoms. Or ants. Except. No, my name is A. You are not being dissolved in, into atoms in a way that you are not usually being dissolved into atoms. Why would they being, be being dissolved into ants? You know, atom ants. That, oh, you never paid attention to that music group, did you? Bindle. Yes? Where are the filters? So you know I kept saying five-dimensional space. I don't mean... How do we get to the filters? Well, that's not 100% my area of expertise, but if they did, in fact, overload everything to the point where we lost the lights also? Bindle... If I were going to defend this facility from something that's got sucked into the filters, where would I go? You would have to cease to exist. The energy that we were putting into it was keeping the rhombus rhombus shaped. Well, that's terrifying. Yes. 
at this point is probably all collapsed into a singularity and then eaten itself. Good news, everyone. We're going to die. Well, eventually, Maybe? yes. The rhombus ate itself. It's probably not going to rhombus us. But also, how do we get the lights back on? There is the sound of flint and steel. Really? Otherwise known as a lighter. And Clonk because holds up... something's still draining okay. power. Clonk holds up a, a candle that he has just lit. Okay. That's a start. That's how Good you get idea. the lights back on. Yeah. Um... We... I wonder how many of my rationality disinhibitors I need to turn off. We may have just blown a few fuses. All the fuses. Direct us to the fuses. All right. And Bindle walks out. I'm not going to take us to a map for that. We're theater of the mind and probably have been for a little while now. Ever since the lights <laughs> went out. But... As you On head the up way, the stairs, Hobby would like to ask a question. Hmm? Ask away. Hobby would like to ask. So, how many? No, she's not going to ask Bindle. She's going to ask the little mystic creature by going up to the thing. So, how oh, much no. of the apprentice is left? The apprentice left. Is the apprentice still extant somewhere? The masters died with us. The apprentice left and killed us. The apprentice okay. got her freedom. Does that mean that she owns you? She broke some of us free, but kept us. Wait, wait. They're nanites. Do you recognize the being who was just here and who we believe was sucked into the the, the ventilator apprentice. thing. Can you tell if she's still made of little nanite? How do I even get the vocabulary? I feel like we are asking the wrong questions. The apprentice if remains unchanged. It's how she knew where we are. It's how we knew she was Champion. coming. Champion, if you were in our place... What question would you ask? It it pauses. My apologies for if a you, good long moment. If you were in our question, if you were in our place with our goals, what question would you ask? It pauses longer. <laughs> like wait, when you go to open an app, but it doesn't open, so you go and double click on it again, and you open it twice, and therefore it takes twice as long because you're using twice as much system resources at the same time. This is what you are doing to the singing mm -hmm. monolith. Uh, several billion I years later, it right. says 42. This is not true. This is not canon. I have waited negative 42,000 years. I can wait a little longer. I got that reference. The words start to form, and then they sort of turn back into mist again. They start to form again with a different sentence, and then it goes back into mist again. When they reform again, they say, when... The apprentice returns. What will she have learned? That is an excellent question. When the apprentice returns, what will she have learned? Unknown. Excellent. Thank you for your help. Let's get the lights back on. How when soon you... is she coming back? It's a random number of days for a lich to reform their body. Ah, uh, okay. Oh. All right, she's a lich. Well, game mechanics-wise, she's a lich. Flavor-wise, she's a being composed of nanites with a central location that stores backup copies. We need to find the central location that has the backup copies. Mm-hmm. That's why we came here. Yep. But we should probably get the lights on and then ask. Someone needs to stay in here and make sure that it doesn't break free. I'm on it. Monk, would you stay in here? I, I, I literally. I like just, that we were saying that at the same time. <laughs> as you're going up the stairs, you run into a crowd of Ogmanites and their assistants, who I guess might also be Ogmanites. Not all of them are. Some of them are just in it for the paycheck. All crowding the hallways. And there's 
a gnome further down the hallway, which seems to be the way that Bindle wanted you to go in, but going that direction seems to be difficult unless you want to climb over the people in the hallway. A is in favor of this, oh. but A is lighter. Oh, this is... Are the Ogmanites the kind of Ogmanites that I think they are? The Ogmanites are a variety of species. Gnomes are quite common, but they are not the only representative party. However, the yeah, person... Hmm? I, I, I have a really, really strong feeling that most of the Ogmanites have strength as their dump stat. They're into scientific research. So they have strength as their dump stat. <laughs> and possibly constitution as well. There may be one or two of them that have not leveled up because if they do, their constitution modifier will kill them. Oh no. Ladies and gentlemen, I understand your eagerness. I am afraid that the creature below is answering no further questions. None of them you are looking in your direction. Uh-oh. They, they are all looking down the hallway the direction time. that Binda wanted to go. What's down the hallway? Um, you, a Bindle was told to take you to the fuse box room. And that's where everyone else is going. The well, shoulder speakers. <laughs> not the not shoulder sure speakers. Better. I'm not sure we're any better equipped to handle whatever's going on. A pair of glowing green eyes shoots up from below the sea of heads. And those of you with dark vision very quickly realize that they're not glowing green eyes. The person is wearing goggles that seem to be self-illuminating somehow. Also, they have risen up because they have mechanical Neat. boots that extend. So you've heard of elevator shoes, but these elevator shoes are closer to the definition that I thought they were when I was five. <laughs> yes. And I was very disappointed when I found out what they really were. So the gnome shoots up and they say, everyone, everyone, if I could have it. Yes, yes, I know. You're all very concerned. You've got some... Ver yes, I know. I'm trying to address the... Hey, could you... Um, I I'm trying to get your attention. Now, if you could just all quiet down a little bit, I would love to... This go is going on. Through the speakers... Do you believe we're speaking? Through the speakers in my shoulders, I say, Ladies and gentlemen, if you do not move aside, I will move you aside, and I cannot be responsible for the effects that this may have. Give me an intimidation check. Oh, goody. <laughs> it you is know what? I'm going to use my inspiration on that. You got a 17 and you're re-rolling. For a 24. Wow. Imagine, if you will, Fezzik saying, Everybody move! Only calmer. And more rational. And... A significant number of people in the hallway decide that they need to go check on their experiments to see how they're faring during this power outage. I thought they might. Enough that the rest of the people in the hallway can move to the left side and right side of the hallway and let you pass. Thank you for your cooperation. As you walk down the hallway and approach Mr. Elevator Shoes, he is currently three inches taller than you. This is an unusual occurrence. Hello. You're telling me. You are currently very tall. Indeed. I should Let have me guess. gone with that. Let me guess. You're the party of adventurers who have taken the quest to come here and solve the power outage. No, actually. Huh. Usually every time something goes wrong, there's a party of adventurer at our doors ready to go. Indeed. We were already here when it went wrong. No. Oh. Okay. Well, good, because I don't think you'd be able to solve this one. Indeed. The gnome turns to open the door behind them, realizing the fatal flaw of their elevator shoes. They can now not reach the door handle. 
It is too far below them. I look forward to speaking you speaking with you again. Once you have made your elevator shoes adjustable. Oh, they are adjustable. I just got In gotta, the meantime. I, they reach for a hand crank and start turning it very rapidly, which makes them descend very slowly. I'm going to open the door. You open the door to see a pile of slag. Lovely. There are a lot of cables and conduits and pipes that are leading up to the space where the pile of slag used to be before the operative word to describe it was slag. You with the shoes. Yeah. We He's need now- another engine. He's now one inch shorter than you, by the way. This is slow going. <laughs> another engine? Lady, this was it. We plug anything else in here, it's going to have to be powerful enough to power all the experience. Well, most of them, 98.3% of them, but you, you get the idea. And so you are telling me that you built an engine to power 98.3% of the experiments in this building. No, we built an engine to power 150% of the building. And you didn't have a backup. Oh, no, no, no. We did have a backup. It was right there next to the other engine. It kicked in as soon as the first one died and then melted. And you don't have schematics. Oh, we got schematics. We ha- we have schematics. Where are they? I In assume storage. the is still cranking at the... Yes. The rate of speed has not increased. Mm-hmm. If anything, he's starting to tire. Remember, strength and constitution this were the kid- dumb stats. Mm-hmm. What is your name? Frederico. Frederico. Disconnect from your shoes. I will lower you to the ground. Then, go find... The schematics. I I don't think you understand the situation. One, these boots are laced up to my thighs. Yeah, Nate's not going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) The boots were not scaled for gnomes, so putting them on meant they went up a bit higher than they they needed to go otherwise. Yeah, that's fair. And two, the schematics are useful... We're definitely going to be using them to rebuild. But there's a build time involved. Yes, I'm aware of that. I am also aware that this was powering 98.3% of the projects in this building. Yes, I am painfully aware of that. You saw 98.3% of the researchers in this hallway. Thank you for encouraging them to go back. Now, as we rebuild, I will, of course, have most of their full support, which will make it go a little bit easier as they begrudgingly give me some of their budgets to rebuild. But we're still looking at like a month of time to do I'm gonna all this. Take, I'm going to take over the cranking. <laughs> <laughs> give me a strength check. It's not for lifting, it's for... Technically, it should be a constitution check. With a 19. Okay. You managed to crank just uh, you, slightly faster than Frederico was cranking. But now Frederico can stand up. Right. Hmm? You can make it an 18 if you want for constitution. <laughs> Either way, that's, that's pretty darned high. Frederico is very grateful because it was a very awkward position to crouch down while still being three inches taller than a seven-foot-tall murder bot. Um, And they are massaging their shoulder and elbow because it was a lot of work. They are still moving down incredibly slow, though, because it's, it's a gear system that puts a lot of energy into a spring. So they could shoot up quickly. Of course, that's a... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) let's wow i really appreciate this thank you for that so how do you how are you proposing to help i live to serve i am familiar with augmentite experiments and to be frank 
I am terrified of the consequences of them not having sufficient power. Well, to be Frederico, I agree. With that said, the ones that are in the worst shape almost certainly have backup generators in their labs. I know Bindle's got something down there. Oh, excellent. Yes. Well, we have okay. heard that. Most of them have backup generators. I still would prefer to for to not have them wandering around in the dark. There is the sound of somebody tripping over something behind you. <laughs> I'm okay. Kevin, why aren't you at the front desk? Oh, um, I was going to use the intercom, but it's not working. Um, I was told that the experiment in room 12B isn't getting any power and they couldn't start the backup generator. So they were kind of worried about a meltdown and there's a muffled thump. Oh, never mind. I'm going to start hurting uh, gnomes back to wherever well, they work. As I the said, they're, they're, they're not all gnomes, but compared to your oh, height, okay. they're, they're still all shorter mm -hmm. than you. <laughs> yeah, well, that's kind of what, you know, Mecca's just thinking. And she's in the dark anyway, so she's just kind of like tapping on them. You, going, Go back you, to where you started your stuff with. Go. Well, you're not 100% in the dark. Your eyes do glow blue. They do glow, which probably makes them very scared of me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Which is why I'm saying that you are be being like, very effective mm -hmm. at hurting them. You just stand mm -hmm. where you want them to not be, and they move in a direction that is the most expedient way to get away from you. <laughs> yes. mm -hmm. Gnome, non-species specific. Your workshops are. So, yes, Ellie, some of <laughs> them are gnomes, and some yeah. of them are um, culturally gnomes. <laughs> mm. Okay, yeah. Everybody just go back to where you're supposed to be. We'll get the lights on when we can. Move. We don't need the lights. Our dark suckers have stopped working. What now? Our experiment requires everything to be in a near black room. So we built dark suckers to suck the light out of the room. Right. Okay. Now, usually they suck dark the out of the room and create a space that the light fills in, but we play we use them in reverse. I am right. going to need additional rationality disinhibitors. <laughs> I think we all do. Mm, maybe. <laughs> all right. Well, if your experiment's not working right now, then um, maybe go help someone else. Years of mushroom research is being ruined as we speak. Mushrooms grow pretty quick, is my understanding. I don't know. I don't eat, but you know, just go. Yes, but I was planning on growing them for building materials. About... Mushrooms. Oh no. Ah. Oh, I like that. I'll write that down as soon as I can see my hand in front of my face. Someone call ahead to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> So if I've cleared the hallway, we probably have at least some ability of not bumping. Kevin has gone back to the front desk. Apparently that thump sound was the experiment that needed additional power collapsing in on itself. So the problem has solved itself. All right. Also, the front desk has some, it, that area, that room has windows. So Kevin can read his comic books when he's out there. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> Federico, do you have an engine in storage that will power at least the lights for this building. We did. Let me guess. It was destroyed. Well, I hope not. No, it was appropriated. Hmm. I'd have to check the paperwork, but somebody needed a backup generator. Do you have a hamster wheel? That's the generator. The best part about this conversation is the long silence after I give you a canon answer. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so I waited. <laughs> Federico. By the way, Federico Explain is now only me. a foot taller than the average gnome. Explain to me how we are meant to turn the lights on. Well, for now, I'm suggesting lanterns. That's and short -term how many solution. lanterns is that? 
It's officially not our problem. Each researcher, if they want to be oh, able no. to see, it is, is going to get their much. own. What are the lanterns powered with? Usually oil, unless it's a situation where flames cause additional stresses on the infrastructure, in which case it's usually a lantern that's powered by a magical light, and it's only a lantern shape for the aesthetics. But that's these researchers. My free hand. I am going to use my free hand to tap my flagstone and call back to headquarters. Member services. Hello. How many requests have you received in the past hour for lights to power the an experiment at the Ogmanite compound? Well, I can check. But for the most part, we tend to just ignore the Augmentites because there's always something going wrong. I understand. So we just send someone yes, over there every time there, they want to. There is, there is something going wrong throughout the compound at the moment. And I would like a list. I would like a count of how many requests you have received in the last 30 minutes. Uh, give me a second here. You hear the sound of somebody walking across a room. You hear the sound of a file cabinet opening. You hear the sound of a second file cabinet drawer opening. And then a third. Um, wow. It's full. That's what I thought. Thank you very much. Anything else I can do for you? No. That answers the question that I had. All right. Better... Federico, who has only heard half of this conversation, every member of this facility has requested assistance from flag in the last half hour, except you. Um, and it's possible that that doesn't accept you. Yes, that's what I was going to interject, but it wasn't something for adventurers to solve. Mo is our primary supplier of goods and services. I see. We have a bid list. I see. I see. Cavill. Yes. No. Yes. Cavill. Yes. Would you be so kind as to contact your patron? I think everybody else already did. Indeed. But not to put too fine a point on it, you're the one who annoys him when you do. <laughs> How is annoying him going to help? He might pay attention to you. You hear a voice in the darkness. How could I not pay attention to Cavill? I was truly hoping that that would happen. You know what they say, speak of the devil. And that's where we're going to end it. <laughs> you know what? Sure. <laughs> it's getting a little late, and that is a wonderful stopping point. Uh... Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everyone, for playing. My name is Crash. I was your DM slash GM for this evening. I was joined by a bunch of awesome people, including Beth, Ellie, Eo, and Jen. Is there anyone who would like to plug a thing? But don't plug it into that power strip. That went to the generator, and it's you already know what happened there. Well, Eo's mom writes books. At elizabeth-mccoy.com. Hopefully soon to be elizabethmccoy.com. One of these days. The I, episode I edited this morning I will go to, live on the 5th of February. I just have to actually do my job. Um, but in the meantime, speaking of books... My website is Book of Jen. It does have book reviews on it. It's got a lot of Diablo-related stuff and whatever else I decide to put on there. It's at uh, bookofjen.net. And I'm also the host of the Shattered Soulstone podcast, which you can find at ShatteredSoulstone.com. Episodes generally come out every Saturday. Haven't uh, actually put one together yet for right now, but you'll hear it eventually. Um, and that's, again, at ShatteredSoulstone.com. And I started streaming on Twitch recently, but I haven't found a schedule yet. But um, I was playing Diablo, and uh, we'll see. I hope it goes well. But speaking of .com... AaronBSmith.com slash Cogwheel is where you can go to find... All of our podcasts, all the games that we play, well, all the games we play that we record, at least, are up on there. Each of them has their own RSS feed, but you can also subscribe to one RSS feed to rule them all. And 
I just like when people listen to this stuff. It's speaking a fun hobby to do. Additional. Hmm? But speaking of additional.coms, we have an additional.com with Patreon. I mean, yes, there is patreon.com slash cogwheel gaming, which, you know, it's not that important, but if you want to help us keep the lights on, because this is a bottomless pit that I try to fill with money, as all hobbies truly are. Um, well, except for that hobby over there. That hobby is a bottomless pit that's filled with catnip. <laughs> and she, she likes money, too, because if you give her money, then she can buy catnip. Yes, but we do not fill the hobby with money. You fill her pockets with money. Yes, but that is a very well, different she fills thing. Her own pockets with money. That is a very different yeah, thing yeah. than what I said. <laughs> True. The hobby does not open wide and insert funnel for coins <laughs> to be inserted in the stomach. Generally, no. The Ogmanites I may mean, have you, invented you a stomach pump. We don't want to deal swallowed. with it. No. No. She not generally does not like to, to swallow more than a coin or two because, you know, getting them back again is always kind of uncomfortable. I'm concerned that you pork, still pork, had the limit pork, at pork, or pork. two. <laughs> <laughs> Coins aren't that big. Sometimes you just need to, to put something in your pocket. You have no pockets. Why do you think pockets are so important? Is that why you were chewing on that piece of plastic earlier? Hush. <laughs> no one saw that. All right, so patreon.com slash gaming to help us keep the lights on. You can join other illustrious patrons, including Ellie, Shen Shen, Walter, and patron emeritus Cindy. And until next time, this is Crash saying, No, no, my backup generator is my backup generator. You are not borrowing my backup generator. You are not running an extra cable to where your generator used to be. I don't care how big your mushrooms are expected to grow. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. <laughs>